all the people that were getting legitimate massages at the massage parlor where Robert Kraft got busted are suing, Ooh, saying my. saying their rights were violated. They're suing the state of Florida or the county, the county, suing the county. Oh, because so you went in there to get a, a legitimate massage, right. did you? I thought I need yeah, one right now. I thought those. I'm very I, I, tense. I've never been to one of these R&Ts, they're called. Mm. <clears throat> yes. These illicit massage parlors. They, I just assumed that there are no real massages given there. There are? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, from my understanding of it is, yeah, you get the, the R and the T at the end of the massage. Okay. Um, but anyway, apparently people go in there for Which, just a massage. Between consenting adults, I really could not care less. But apparently a bunch of people went in there for just the massage, and then when they found out that they were videotaped, they said, that's not cool. You can't videotape me in in a private setting like this. 100% correct. The law states that audio surveillance can only be used to investigate serious crimes such as murder and kidnapping, not prostitution. And video surveillance has an even higher threshold. Whoa. Florida, again. The national spotlight. Who had a... (laughs) Wait a minute. Was Was the Easter Bunny fighting a guy... That's Flo- was that Florida? That was Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Of course it is. If you have not seen this, if you have not seen this, and listen, the the subtext is is a little dark. Yeah. In that some crazy homeless. Did you, we didn't even talk about because it's so grim and terrible. But to our ongoing coverage of the bum explosion, that that angry bum who threw a kid off the balcony at the Mall of America. Yeah. Devastating injuries. Well, this is uh, some crazy bum attacking a woman trying to grab her purse or whatever, and uh, people tried to intervene, including, and listen, here's where it makes a hell of a turn, so hang on. A guy dressed head-to-toe as the Easter Bunny is absolutely whooping up on this guy, hammering him with both fuzzy fists. Both paws. Both paws. Is he a southpaw? Both clenched paws. And he's he's Just wailing. A furry fury is what he was. <laughs> he's, he is wailing on the guy with both paws. And 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 then when the cops intervene and say, "All right, we got him," because he was plainly the Easter Bunny, naturally the good guy. The cops intervene. We say, "We're cool. We're cool." And uh, and the Easter Bunny starts bobbing and weaving and throwing jabs like he's a boxer. Every time I watch it, I laugh more than I did the prior time. Shadow boxing in the corner, trying to keep his blood going for round two. Exactly. <laughs> if you have not seen this video, we have it at armstrongandgetty.com. It's under hot links. Is that right, Hanson? No, it's just on the site. Just it's go just to Armstrong right. and you'll see it. It's under the link for mythical holiday beasts. Street fighting. <laughs> and you have a whole category for that. Well, and this guy, his head stays on. and I mean, he's in... A, when was the last time anybody, unless you are got a really weird lifestyle, when was the last time you were in a both fists flying fight? If you get to the video of the leprechauns fencing, you've gone too far, go back one link. <laughs> right, exactly. This guy is in a full-on knockdown drag out, dressed in a big, giant, white Easter bunny costume. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Birth of my children right up there. Granted. <laughs> See, we got the tooth fairy kicking a waiter in the crotch. Yeah, that was from two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah but it's a classic yeah. to me. It's always new. All right, so listen, there's so much to talk about. Well, you were in the middle of something, weren't you? I think I was. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So uh, they can't videotape you there. But so somebody had... An erection, if you'll pardon the expression, forgetting Robert Kraft, it seems to me. Somebody went beyond what is legal because it was so important to them. I have to forget Robert Kraft to get an erection. 
But anyway, you were saying. Somebody was so into getting Robert Kraft somehow that they did something extrajudicial over something stupid and minor just to get him, I think. Really? What else you was think going it's on there? about him? I, I just assumed he accidentally got caught up no. in the dragnet. I yeah, that's, were, I, think really? there's a net, I think there's a bigger fish that's probably the anchor of this story. And then that these are all just kind of the, the ancillary people that got caught up because okay. for whatever reason, well, this what was the bigger fish be I, some other billionaire who flies in for for specific R&Ts uh, like, there, which still doesn't make sense. There's something going on there. And the, and the woman who owns the place knows Trump. They so. get great Yelp reviews. That's what's going on. <laughs> you know, good reviews beget good reviews. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So, uh, you know, all right. I, I have a trio of stories from Cal Unicornia. And if you're unfamiliar with that charming nickname we have for the state of California, we'll explain that as well uh, after the break. But first, I just I wanted to follow up on our discussion about the Ukrainian comedian who just got elected president of Ukraine with 73 or 74 percent of the vote. You got Trump. So it was close. You got Trump, a, a TV slash business guy. You got Macron in France, invented a new party. Comedian got elected in Italy. This this is just it's sweeping the world, and and we're talking. Brexit is an example of that too. Oh yeah, Screw yeah. It. Oh, I'm sorry. That's one of the all timers. Yeah, that's a it's a well said. And earlier today, we hit you with the uh, our freedom loving quote of the day at the beginning of the show was Alexis de Tocqueville, who uh, pointed out that the American Republic will endure until the day Congress discovers that it can bribe the public with the public's money which is an incredibly insightful thing to say and, and absolutely true. I think, and don't ask me what's going to replace it because I don't know, I think those who abuse and manipulate r- r- democracies, we'll use that word for lack of a better one, places where people vote in laters, allegedly, I think the forces that manipulate it, twist it, profit from it, have gotten so good at what they do. They've learned and they've learned and they learned. And then technology came along and they have those tools at their disposal. They've gotten so good at jobbing it. The scammers, the shoplifters have gotten so good, you can't even run a store anymore. And I think all those things we were talking about is is it's it's a manifestation of people realizing that this is not working. The 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 thieves actually own the store now. And I don't, I don't know where it goes from here, like I said. But, I mean, because there have always been, you know, it's, I picture a great scene from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where you got the, uh, the big old boy, Charles Durning. Isn't that the name of the actor? Was, uh, do I have the right guy? No, he's a different guy. doesn't matter. So you got this big old, uh, uh, big old guy with his broom on stage. We're going to sweep out the state house. You know, that sort of populist, mm-hmm. you know, bull crap. Um, it's as old as time, but back in the day, they weren't as good at it as they are now. I don't know how democracy endures. You know, the great example, uh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, sent us along some, some great stuff on uh, Social Security and, and Medicare, how they are about to go broke. I mean, seriously about to go broke. No, when was the last time you heard a candidate talking about that? When was the last time you heard the cable news talking heads jabbering about that? Did they um, face the nation? Was that their number one topic? Come on. So, and then the troubling part is if everybody uh, all of a sudden saw the light today, got our act together as a populist, really studied the issues, understood how we're, a lot of these systems aren't working or anything like that, mm-hmm. we still have spent so much money, it would take generations to get back to even. 
We're, we're so screwed. The medicine we need to take will have painful side effects. If we take it now, you wait 15 years till the stuff actually is broke. It's actually sooner than that, I think, in the case of Medicare. But um, it, it's going to be one of these, the drug may kill you situations. But you don't want to hear Good this. Good morning. You just want to listen to your journey records, your baseball matches. <laughs> so Cal Unicornia, America's wackiest state, has gone completely off the deep end. A, a trio of examples for you coming up in a moment. Make sure you go to armstrongandgetty.com and watch the Easter Bunny beating that guy up. Oh, it's priceless. And he deserved the beating, so you can really root for the bunny. Watch with your kids. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. to stay away from Easter candy over the weekend. A rare exertion of will over bowls of M&M's. You're a brave little man. And I was rewarded by the scale this morning. Thank you, scale. Speaking of food, the raspberry is a delightful nugget from heaven. <laughs> but if you if you can eat anything with raspberries in it and not get those seeds between your teeth, mm. well, you got some wide-set teeth, I guess. You got the goofy toofies going. <laughs> Dang it! Can't wait till I get to some floss. So listen, uh, if there is any reason <laughs> for the Armstrong and Getty show to be heard throughout the world, it's because unlike all of the New York-centered news, we understand what's going on in the rest of the world um, and and pay attention to it and aren't so East Coast-centric. Um, and we, for instance, having been based out of California for many years, we'll bring you what's happening in, in the great state of uh, California, a.k.a. Cal Unicornia, so-called because reality goes to California to die. What is and what will happen and what the effects of a policy really are doesn't even enter into the discussion. But it's where your showbiz dreams go to to live and flourish. It, it, I, I saw mean, La La Land. The uh, the Republican Party is it's now just utterly it's it's, it's the, actually there have been some improvements lately but it hardly exists as a force in California so there is no voice of dissent that's that's heard with any volume and so here are just real quickly three things going on right now I gathered all of these stories yesterday uh, a couple of them I think with the help of alert listeners who emailed links to armstrongandgetty.com. California is eyeing a ban on any contracts. The state will not have any contract with any tech company that works on any level with ICE. Mm. Immigration's custom enforcement. So if, for instance, and this is a good for instance because it's real, Microsoft has some deals where they work with a federal agency. 
The state of California says, we won't do any business with you. How dare you? God, that's incredible. I know. A government it, agency. That's, uh, you know, listen, I'm not going to get all wacky on you uh, that it's uh, it's something close to secession Yeah, it, it is. It is secessiony. Yeah. It's got the sniff of secession. You're, you, you've decided that government agency shouldn't exist, and not through uh, the, 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 the channels of having Nancy Pelosi try to write legislation pass through the House or whatever. Right. And Nancy would tell you, well, it has to exist. I mean, the whole AOC abolish ICE thing is an idiot's notion. I mean, unless you want to, look, if you well, want to seriously reform on, it, that's on fine. board with it. Apparently. Right, I know. Uh, the bill targets a range of companies, including Palantir, which is expected to be the biggest potential IPO of the year. Um, Microsoft, Thomson Reuters, and more would also potentially be impacted. But this is a weird one in that usually it's okay, uh, we're not going to go to Nordstrom's because they have Ivanka Trump's perfume. Uh-huh. And Nordstrom's, because they want to make money, decides, okay, we'll get rid of our perfume because we can't lose customers. The government doesn't care about money because they just get more from us. Right. So you can't punish. I mean, ICE isn't going to. If Microsoft's, I don't understand who they're punishing here. Yeah. Um, California? Well, yeah. Anybody who helps ICE. But you're punishing Microsoft, but that's not going to change ICE. My point is it's not like Nordstrom's. Uh, They're going to change what they do. I I kind of follow the logic of it, but it's idiotic, so I hate to explain Mm. it. Um, you're just trying to turn the world against okay. the hateful, racist idea of a country controlling its borders and deciding who gets to come in. Again, Cal Unicornia. Point number two. There's a big movement in California to have the arm, the hand, the fist of the government <clears throat> pound on this, that, and the other to make affordable housing happen. Because it's enormously expensive to live in most of the state. And some regions in particular, mostly the coastal regions, and it's gotten to the point of absurdity where school teachers and firefighters and whatever, they can't live within an hour and a half of where they work. So the government's trying to figure out how to do it, not with the free market, but with the government's fist. And they are, there's a California housing bill that targets wealthy cities that could rezone nearly every inch of Palo Alto, California, which if you're not familiar with it, is um, it's the home of uh, Stanford University. It's a, it's a, I mean, your super big tech companies are all within a couple of miles. Um, it is also you a, a tumble down twelve hundred square foot house will cost you a million dollars. It's just it's uh, amazing. But uh, this Senate Bill fifty by our old buddy Scott Weiner, who was a San Francisco councilman, I believe, uh, for quite a number of years. Anyway, it aims to spur home building by requiring local governments to relax construction restrictions near mass transit, contains a separate provision that would force wealthy communities near employment centers to allow apartments where only single-family homes are currently permitted. So if, if you have a subdivision that you like and you have a home in, but it's near a big employer, the state of California is going to tell you you have to allow you know, 800 units of apartments uh, to be built in your local park or whatever. And they think, and and the, the subtext of this, it's a good piece in the LA Times by Liam Dillon, is that the state of California is about to come up against all the tech millionaires in the state. So we'll see how that works in exhibit number three. I love this one. This is from alert listener, uh, we'll say Al Anonymous. Um, it's the 
Assembly Bill 1291, Adult Use Cannabis and Medicinal Cannabis License Application. Long and short of it is, if you want to be a cannabis distributor, operator, grower, whatever, this bill outlines 20 different required types of licenses you have to get and pay for, and it requires any licensee to be a member of a bona fide labor organization within 60 days. So everybody has to get an expensive license, and you have to join a union to give people pot. Because the unions own the legislature in California and have told them, here's what we want you to do. And so to be in the pot industry, you you are required by law to be unionized in California. Which will obviously stop competition, which will keep prices high, which will make people buy pot the way they were buying it before from the guy they know over there for much less money. Right. Not only that, but the idea that the government could force you to join a union is is bizarre. Well, it's troubling. It's Soviet. But this isn't even like on the front page of papers in, in Cal Unicornia. People don't even notice. People don't pay attention. It's insane. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh, Kim Putin's summit date locked and loaded. Bernie and Mayor Peter Buttonheads over letting felons and prisoners vote. And Samsung folding up its folding phone. Can you imagine if Illinois decreed that every farmer has to be in a union? Within you got 60 days, join a union. I mean, that's insane. That's oppression. It's bizarre. It's certainly un-American. This story about the Samsung folding phone is kind of funny, although I was excited about it as a product. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Samsung's folding phone didn't work out. I know you got that in your newscast coming up. But first, this in Marshall Phillips. All right, at this hour, we've got a story developing. It says nearly 8,000 Boy Scout leaders are being accused of sexual abuse. A lawyer who represents the alleged victims telling reporters in New York the abuse has gone back, goes back decades. The lawyer, Jeff Anderson, said there are 7,800 abusers and over 12,000 victims listed in his so-called perversion files. So how did they get, where did these names come from? He says he's going to be filing multiple lawsuits and is releasing the abusers' names. We will get more details, I am sure, throughout the morning. What would your guess be? I mean, how did he come up with 8,000? I can't imagine. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know either. I don't want to speculate. Russian President Vladimir Putin is going to be meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on Thursday. The Kremlin says the meeting is going to be happening in the eastern part of Russia. Putin and Kim likely discussing diplomatic efforts aimed at putting North Korea, uh, aimed at getting North Korea, rather, to end its nuclear program. How about those two getting together? I mean, they're two of the worst people on Earth. They're, they're people who run countries with nuclear weapons that have called for people's murders. Right. They, they they have people killed. Putin's going to say to Kim, hey, killing your brother. Now you, huh? I got to give you a high five on that That's one. That's hardcore, bro. Yeah, these are utterly immoral human beings with the ability to cause a hell of a lot of trouble getting together. It's ominous. Presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders believes that people in jail should be able to vote. 
saying at a CNN town hall last night, that applies even to somebody like the Boston Marathon bomber and sex offenders. But I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Because once you start chipping away and you say, well, that guy committed a terrible crime, not going to let him vote. Or that person did that, not going to let that person vote. You're running down a slippery slope. Bernie. How about the crime of not clearing your throat? Huh? That's at least a misdemeanor. You want to give criminals and organized criminal enterprises political power. That's an interesting uh, philosophy. He's saying currently in jail, so not like the felons who have got out and have been reintegrated into society. I have no problem with that. You don't reoffend over a certain period of time. You get the vote back. I'd be all right with that. But yeah, he's talking about inmates. Right. You demonstrated you're not willing to play by society's rules, but you get to vote. Right. I don't know about that. What's Pete say? Well, Pete is not agreeing with that at all. He was asked... What do you think? Should people convicted of sexual assault of the Boston Marathon bomber, should they be able to vote? While incarcerated? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, I... Mayor Pete going on to say not being able to vote while you're in jail is... Part of the punishment when you were, uh, when you were convicted of a crime and you're incarcerated is you lo- lose certain rights. You lose your freedom. Uh, and I think during that period, uh, it does not make sense to, to have an exception for the right to vote. I don't know which uh, position is best for getting the nomination, but I'd say for the nation, that's probably 75, 80% of people agree with him. I would agree, sure. Founder of the failed Silicon Valley startup Theranos in court denying charges. Failed so far. Uh, Marshall, you don't sound like Silicon Valley material. <laughs> You're we a need... can't-do person. Yeah, we need can-do people. I would, I'm sorry, I would, I went a little high there. I would appreciate uh, if you could uh, change your attitude. We've had a setback or two, but uh, to call us failed, well, that is not the right spirit. I like the fact that she's, like, fallen in love, gotten engaged, just gonna keep on keeping on. Right. Despite right. the fact that she's about to go to prison for decades, probably. Oh, well. We're talking about... Let's just pretend it's not happening. Pretending things aren't happening is kind of her specialty. Right. Elizabeth Pretend this isn't failing. (laughs) Pretend I'm not going to jail. So far, it's worked for me, this whole... I just imagine my my life. I'm surrounded by people who are not Silicon Valley (laughs) material. I walk my dog through the Marina District of San Francisco, and with one single drop of urine, he empties his bladder. (laughs) Elizabeth Holmes appearing in court yesterday for allegedly scamming people with her Palo Alto-based blood-testing startup. Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> she and her chief Not operating... guilty. <laughs> she and her chief operating officer allegedly swindled investors, doctors, and patients out of millions and millions of dollars. Samsung. She what? still Is she still rocking the I'm the female Steve Jobs turtleneck, even in court? It's the only piece of clothing that I own, and I have yet to be able to make more money from people. That's true. So this is kind of what I got in my closet. (laughs) Samsung was supposed to launch its folding phone this Friday, but it's now pushed the release back after reports that the $2,000 Galaxy Fold phones were... That's right, $2,000 phone. It was like the size of Sean's phone. If it was closed, so you right. got the big screen, but then you could unfold it, and then you got like like a tablet right size screen, and they sent them out to reviewers, and almost every reviewer said, "Yeah, mine doesn't work at all. Mine broke within five minutes. Right. Mine cut me." I mean, it was just right. the the article was delivered. You didn't want that? 
A PR nightmare was the article in the New York Times about how it's just one of the most disastrous rollouts in tech history. What did they say about you can only fold a piece of paper a certain number of times? I'm trying it right now. I think, I think it's I'm eight up to times. Six. Oh, man, there's no way I'm getting eight. Yeah. Oh, man, this, this is like steel. <laughs> so this would have only been more disastrous if they had just launched it as opposed to giving the tech reviewers early access to kind of mm. beta test and figure it Like, if they had just right. done the lar- large-scale right. launch on Friday and it was consumer grade that was having these issues, that would have been disastrous. Yeah, it wasn't good that every reviewer said, mine's already broken. But... Yeah, and, and part of it was a messaging thing. So there was this... You know how when you buy a new smartphone now, there's often a like a, a small scratch protector sure. like film that you peel off and then you get to use your phone right. regularly. Well, they assumed that there was a layer on this that it was just like all those other ones and pulled up. Well, it turns out that this layer was actually really important to the foldability right. and the yeah. the mechanics or the electronics that went behind it. If and you s- peel it off, it cracks. <laughs> yeah, right. Instantly, just cracks the phone and but whoops. It sounds like a great idea if they get this working. Where you got the regular phone, and then all of a sudden I got a full-on screen here on the plane or wherever right, I am. Right, that's awesome. Two thousand bucks is pretty steep. I think clearly that's where the technology is going for us in oh, the future. Yeah. But this is this is years <laughs> away before it's consumer grade and at a price that's anywhere close to affordable. James Holtzauer continues to rake in the cash after winning for a thirteenth consecutive day on Jeopardy. He took in more than ninety grand on Monday. Bringing his total so far to just under a million bucks. So I never got to the article Sean got for me about why this guy is winning. It's it's more interesting because it you know it's kind of interesting if he's right. a super genius, but it's that he's got a strategy that's so interesting. Oh he, yeah, he figured out the odds of where on the board and the daily doubles and all this sort of right. stuff. That's what's really clever about it. In addition to, he deploys the strategy where he doesn't run out of category. He he jumps all over from category to category, trusting his ability in his brain to jump from topic to topic better than his opponents. Huh. And, oh, okay, I get it. And many of the right. top winners <laughs> on Jeopardy implement this very same strategy of not running topics in, in order. Right, because then you let your opponents kind of get operas kicking around in their head. Right. And, right, right. Yeah. Depends on the For category. Instance. If I get British blues guitar players in the 60s, I'm running that category to the end. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way I'm going to make any money. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The other little nugget from that article is that he's a professional sports gambler. Uh-huh. So he says that I don't have a mental block when I have to answer a question for $50,000 because mm. I'm dealing with five-digit sums all the time as my, part of my daily existence. See, I'm wow. a degenerate gambler, yes. so this doesn't yeah. mean anything. No, right? man, please. I if do I, this all the time. If I lose this, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and Trebek is... Uh, I hate you, Trebek. Okay, as far as we know. Still hanging in. With the pancreatic cancer. Planning for the next season. I put on my underwear... We probably should retire that while he's uh, battling the big C. Yep. A little respect for the man, huh? He had a rough night in San Francisco. Who hasn't? Please. Huh? Subject to story and song. New act. Mm. And we got to close strong. Close the R strong, Jack. we got to be ready. We ready? Yeah. Depends on what flavor you want. I've got a uh, (laughs) Professor (laughs) Clover who wants cops to be killed update. Yeah, see, I got the stuff that's heavy. Do I want heavy? I don't know. Stay tuned. It'll be good. We promise that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Where I come from isn't all that great. My automobile is a piece of crap. My fashion sense is a little whack. And my friends are just as cruel. My kids like this song because he mentions his car is a piece of crap. For some reason, they find that entertaining. Hilarious. I remember being a kid. Yeah. <laughs> What's my favorite line from this? It's uh... Oh, no, it's too long. Some aside, maybe I'll get to it later. Uh, so, uh, people continue to be hot to trot to get rid of that awful University of California Davis professor, Joshua Clover, who's a Marxist poetry professor and advocates the killing of cops openly, social media interviews. It's horrific. It's, it's unbelievable that anybody would have the intelligence to be employed and yet still be so sick. But he responded to the invitation to be on the show. We had some listeners uh, seek him out and email him and say, hey, um, you ought to come on the Armstrong and Getty show and talk about it. Well, he had the same response that he's had over and over again. I'll do that when cops are in the same danger of being killed as, a, as black men. Oh, good Lord. Hey, hey Josh, uh, buddy, that's an idiotic argument. There is a problem. There are a couple of problems. Saying, I won't address the solution to one problem till the other problem is as big, that's an idiot's argument. It's one of those arguments so stupid only an intellectual You're, could uh, hold it. I don't think your help getting him on the air with <laughs> Fine. I just, dude, you're allegedly a man of learning. How could you embrace an argument that's so bereft of common sense? End of screed. Go crawl into a hole, you piece of... All right, that would have been... That's unnecessary. I've crossed the line now. A couple of things that happened while we were I'm off. I'm a Christian man. We took yesterday off, so it was a three-day weekend for us. This I, happened I really to... like three-day weekends, by the way, for the record. Your Honor. <laughs> I like four-day work weeks, but we can we can call it whatever you want. I think yeah. we can work together on this. <laughs> I don't know. I did labor, manual labor for hours yesterday. It was I got a lot done, but it was a lot of work. Um, this was on Friday. Mitt Romney read the Mueller report and said he was sickened after reading it. Uh, so I'm sickened at the extent and pervasiveness of dishonesty and misdirection by individuals in the highest office of the land. I don't know what to think of Mitt Romney. There's certainly a certain amount of (sighs) panty wastedness. (laughs) Another kick in the gut. Sorry, sorry, Mitt. I'm really insulting people today. I'm sorry. And James Comey-like, he often portrays things as courage that just seem to be in his best interest at the time. (laughs) So, I don't know. Um, How Notre Dame's safety planners underestimated the fire risk. They were under the belief there that those ancient timbers, because they were so old, would would burn very slowly if they ever caught on fire. It turned out to be the exact opposite. They went up like a Let's dry see, match. Wood that's been dry for a very long time. Yeah. I think it'll burn slowly. I'm not. Checks expert. out. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mueller report likely to renew scrutiny of Steele dossier. I'd say Bob Woodward on. The Fox show with Chris Wallace on Sunday said the dossier, and he said he's talking. He's been talking to people. He has his own sources. This is Bob Woodward, um, who's as good at, as this as anybody, who said he has sources that say they can't understand how the Steele dossier ended up back in an intelligence assessment after several times people said, "No, this is garbage." It got taken out. Then it ended up back in. Right. And so back something... to your comments about Mitt Romney, somebody said, you know, this is garbage, but it could be useful. 
So somebody did something, and, and, and Bob Woodward says that definitely has to be addressed. So it's not just right-wing Trump-loving weirdos who think there's something up with the dossier and their so-called reason for spying on the Trump campaign. Even Bob Woodward's thinks that that needs to be looked at. It's weird. Um, why you can't have elections in some countries? In Egypt, they had an election where they went and voted to allow a CCDB president for life. Yes. What kind of a vote is that? Yeah. Well, I don't want to do this again, so... You gave him a vote. Yeah, you gave I him hate a... elections. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him a vote years ago, and they voted in the Muslim Brotherhood. Yes. A CC thought, uh-oh. He took his tanks and rolled in and arrested and killed a bunch of people and said, I'm in charge now. And now the people have voted to say, yeah, you just stay in charge till you're dead. Or did they? You got a military dictatorship. What does an election I even don't know. mean? I haven't heard anybody criticize the this election as being un, uh, unfair. I don't know. It might have been. Because they might... got a tank right behind them. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. What would what would you do if I were an Egyptian citizen? I would vote for him to be president for as long as he needs to be, given the landscape. What about my rights? Your rights will get squashed if you have a legitimate election by the Muslim Brotherhood that will be voted in. Right, or even crazier crazies. Yeah, no, I totally hear it. They're they're voting for stability. It's it's a rough sort of stability, but what a lot of these dictators were telling us over the years turned out to be true. Saddam Hussein, Assad—they're terrible people, no doubt about it. Mubarak in Egypt, mm-hmm. look. There's a lot of crazies out here in this country. If I don't rule like this, the whole thing just goes up in smoke. Right. War for hundreds of years. Trust me on this. People get slaughtered. Like, you think I treat people bad? Went to the next crowds in charge. And it's true. Yeah. It's horrific. Yep. I'm glad I live here, not there. No doubt. Yeah, boy. Well, you know what? We're a fat, soft, comfortable society. We've lost sight of the fact that there are parts of the world where you got two bad choices. Speaking of fat, that's heavy. Speaking of fat, did you see me tweet out that picture of the uh, the mustard relish combo? I did. That my wife got at the store. An I abomination, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, disagree. I don't know. Time if saver, it, handy. It, it tasted good, delicious. Although, as some people did point out on the Twitter, you're letting the company decide the ratio of relish to mustard. It's an excellent point. Yeah. Do you want to put them in charge of your mustard to relish ratio? Ratio outsourcing. That's what we got there. <laughs> but, Classic well, case. I'm not sure my photo fully captured the disgusting picture. I mean, the it was such an awful color in real life. I mean, as I said to my kids, I remember when you were babies and they got the joke. Mm. I mean, it, it was it's just an awful looking product. Or when your dog gets car sick. Just squeeze on. on your hot yeah. dog. <laughs> but as you say, a time saver. Hello, Elizabeth Holmes here, wearing a sensible black turtleneck. <laughs> I figure sticked Armstrong and Getty, and now here's their final thoughts with the results. <laughs> oh, boy. The fact that she was faking that voice makes it so much better. Here's your, here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, I had to go to seven, no, it wasn't until the eighth theater showing of the upcoming Avengers Endgame movie that's debuting this Thursday until I finally saw one that had an available ticket. Uh, If you have been delaying, you shouldn't do it anymore. And be aware, the movie is three hours long. So budget that into your your scheduling. So much fluid intake. Oh, yeah. Michelangelo, your final thought? Uh, Two new videos on our website. We got a woman dressed as Santa kicking a storekeeper. And also a man dressed as a turkey doing karate on a parking enforcement (laughs) officer. (laughs) We're referencing, of course, the Easter Bunny beating up a guy who had it coming. That's a good video at armstrongandgetty.com. Best tape ever. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, where I live, it's going to be toasty today. So in the interest of my health, I'll be heading to a cool spot to relax. The Ravens Social and Athletic Club, here I come. 
Excellent. Good for you. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Ah, I thought I did, but Arr! I chickened out. It's too serious. Nobody oh. wants a serious final thought. Huh? We're really. back to work. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you my final thought, if you like. Our old buddy Tim the Salesman used to say, speaking of ratios of foods, that the large York peppermint patty was an abomination because it fundamentally altered the ratio of mint to chocolate. It's not an easy geometric equation, but it's clearly true. Too much mint, not enough chocolate in the big one. I yeah. could party with that guy. Because your, your your volume increases exponentially mm-hmm. as you increase your surface area. Do the math. How lazy am I that I can't squirt out relish and mustard separately? Or busy. <laughs> you know, seriously. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for the... Easter Bunny wailing on a guy with both furry fists. Hilarious. And it's even funnier than it sounds. I like Sean's furry fury. Two R's <laughs> than one. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. But the show's over! What? Bye-bye. It's when you guys are supposed to cheer, okay? Armstrong and Getty.